What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stauffer are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hey, hey, hey. You are listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with, well, it's Megan and Suzanne, but Suzanne is out of town today, and I am here with a special guest. Her name is Fiona Cutts, and I am so excited to bring her on. I think, you know, um, one of the things that I get really, like, gaga about is when I see someone who has massively, massively transformed their lives and I like I have seen Fiona over the past couple of years kind of go from this very shy quiet introverted to like so out there so in the world she's a right voice you right voice for you facilitator and access consciousness um basically she's helping other people claim own and acknowledge their voices um She's uh, she's coming to us live today from the UK. She's having a little trouble getting on, so I'm gonna just kind of shoot the shoot the breeze here. Um, hold on one second. Um, okay, so um, I want to say something. So I would like um, something that I've always been really fascinated with, and, and it's something that Access Talk Access. Access consciousness talks a lot about. I've heard it in other venues. Is basically your wrongness is your strongness, and what does that mean with regards to voice? So, like for some of us, we've always known that we had, um, you know, that we had something to say, and like you know, like a lot of like young actors and young singers is like, oh yeah, when I was two, I was singing and da 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 da. But for some of us, like. Um, something happened in the opposite direction where we spoke up or um, we were in a family system where our voices weren't heard or mattered or maybe we even got in trouble for things that we said. For me, um, I grew up in a family that was really didn't talk about anything truthful. Like we had to like hide all of the stuff that was going on in the family. And I remember one time, so there was like, there wasn't really a space for a really authentic expression um, there was playful expression, there was sarcastic expression, there was banter, but there wasn't really like authentic expression. So that's been my real like journey with my voice is to getting into some sort of authentic expression. Um, but I remember, and for those of you who've kind of seen me around town and, and, in speaking events and my live your magic events, like I, I pretty much like I get in front of a room and you can't pull me off the stage like but when I was younger I did this uh, speaking contest I don't know how old I was maybe nine or ten years old and I literally froze I literally could not open my mouth I could I did I 
I, it's so funny because in an, an experience like that, um, in an experience like that, it's like, um, um, it, like two seconds feels like two hours. And so it was probably like 30 seconds or a minute that I didn't know what to say, but oh my gosh, in, in stage time, that's like days. That's like hours. Um, so, you know, and after that, I really started to get very scared. And a lot of people who know me don't believe this, but for a really, 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 really long time, I was super shy. And um, I was like very, like, I was so scared to talk in front of a group. Like, I, in fact, up until a couple of years ago, I would go speak for like a really big audience. I remember the first time that I went and spoke. Um, my biggest audience at that time was about 400 people, and I was replacing the minister for um, the Science of Mind Church. Um, and I was so scared, you guys. Like, I literally, my mouth dried shut sitting waiting to be announced onto the stage. Like, I literally, when I got on stage, couldn't open my mouth. That's how scared I was. And I think sometimes when um, when it's our thing, meaning that we have capacities um, and abilities that are in a particular area, that we sometimes have a lot of resistance, a lot of fear, um, uh, to, to really, um, step into those things. And it's, it's really funny because, you know, for years I've done this little experiment in some of my groups and it's been about like, okay, like who in here thinks you're stupid? Who in here thinks you're ugly? Who in here thinks you're, you know what I mean? And like the person who's the smartest person in the room all thinks they're stupid. You know, it's the craziest thing. And so I always find that really fascinating that for many people who are here to, they're very strong voices, that they're here to give a message and to be a message is, um, I find that super fascinating that they, um, that they struggle so much, that we struggle so much. And I think, here, here's my interesting point of view of this. This may not reflect the views of the studio on it, but what I feel like is it creates kind of a slingshot effect. So it's like, um, I feel like sometimes when you, when you have to develop something, when you have to step through, um, challenges with regard to claiming, owning, and acknowledge something in your life, that you actually, there's like, to me, there's a way that I value that. There's a way that I really, really super value that. And I, um, and it also, I think that it develops you. Like, there's this place inside me now that, like, I, like, I feel like I can go pretty much, I can be put on stage, I can be put on in front of almost any room in the world and, like, and, and handle myself. It's because of everything that I went through, um, to get here. If that makes any sense to anybody. Um, so, um, and I'm, I'm just taking a moment. I'm just going to pause and, uh, see if I can help my guest out. She's messaging me. Um, so, um, I've connected her with the producer, Melissa, on Facebook Messenger. Maybe that can be, uh, helped or supported or is, 
Oh, she is live. Oh, yay, Fiona. Fiona, are you here? Yes, can you hear me? Yay! We, yeah, <laughs> I, I can hear you now. Finally. <laughs> How funny that we're, we're talking about voice and owning, claiming, and acknowledging and the process that takes. And we're having a hard time getting your voice on here. <laughs> I know. So How ironic. <laughs> it is totally ironic. Well, I'm like, I'm so excited to talk to you. Like, I, I mean, I was kind of like, you know, finding some things to say over here on my own, but I was so excited to talk to you today and have you on today. Um, like, I, I just, I love who you are. I love your generosity. But, you know, with regards to our topic today, I have seen you like move mountains. I have seen you completely transform yourself. And I, and I, I guess my question for you is how, like, um, like what, how did you finally get brave? Like what was it that took you from being this like shy, introverted kid to being like, what, what, is there a particular moment or choice where you feel like you transitioned and, um, into the, into like becoming the right voice for you facilitator, like owning and, and acknowledging your voice? It's a really, really good question, and it's funny, because I would say it's a series of choices, and it's been a series of steps that has taken me more and more out of shyness, and actually it continues, and I wouldn't really use the word shy now, but it continues in terms of becoming a greater right voice facilitator, and becoming even greater with my voice. So unfortunately, it's not just one choice that's changed everything. It's kind of a series of ongoing choices, mm. often uncomfortable. And having said often uncomfortable, the freedom and the joy that it leads to is just immense and amazing. Yes. And I think, you know, that's true. I think for me, too, I don't know how much you heard or, you know, were able to hear before you, you came on live, but... Um, I, I had a kind of a similar journey where like people, like I try to tell my friends now how shy I was as a kid and they don't believe me because I'm such a ham, you know, but I, <laughs> I do feel like I, I do feel like for years, like when I started, I started teaching a community class like 24 years, 23 and a half years ago and I taught it every week for 15 years and it probably took me like, I don't know, probably three years before I wasn't scared before every class, you know, and then, um, yeah. or, you know, like tense or, you know, just had all this stuff. And like, then I started getting comfortable with that. Well, then I started getting invited onto other venues and other stages. And so then I'd go through it all over again and get all freaked out. And, um, you know, there was this one moment where that I, I really feel like a lot of things changed for me where I had a, a, a student in that community class that I taught and she had just lost um, a baby to, to SIDS. And it was, I had been there in, with the host, into the hospital with her and her husband um, and helping them basically walk out of the room after their child had died and like kind of processed all the stuff that was part of that. And, um, on the way to the car, she said, Megan, she said, I, I know that the minister is supposed to run the funeral. She said, but I feel like I 
I want somebody that I know and that knows me and knows this situation to officiate. Would you officiate this funeral? And I was like, <laughs> but you know, like you know, in that moment, I just, I said yes. And I was freaking out. I'm like, I don't officiate funerals. You know, I was in that definition of myself as like, well, you know, I teach, but I don't officiate things, you know. And um, it was really interesting because I was trying to move like my nervous energy and I was jumping on a mini tramp. And I literally heard this message like, it's not about you. And I was like, oh, it really isn't about me. It's about me honoring that family. It's about me being a space to help them honor and, like, say goodbye and all of that, right? It's totally not about me. But then I was able to kind of apply that to every time I got on the stage. It's not about me. It's just about letting the energy come through. It's about it's about officiating. It's about facilitating a space, if that makes sense. Do you... Do you resonate with that? Is there anything about that that resonates? I for you? absolutely resonate with that. And I have to say that when I was very shy, for me, shyness was an energy that made it all about me. Because actually shyness is uh-huh. quite a self-obsessed energy. It's like, it's really <laughs> about, will I be good enough? Will I be okay? Or in my case, will I not make myself look too stupid? Those are the questions that went through my head, which actually has nothing to do with the audience nothing to do with sharing something with the world. It's all about a sort of self-obsessed concern with how you appear. So I absolutely resonate with that. Yeah. And I didn't realize that that, I mean, it was in that moment that I realized that my nervousness was me, it was about me making it about me. Like it was like this self-obsession that I was having. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of dumb. You know, it's like, ooh, how will I look? Will I make a mistake? You know, la, 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 la. It's like this whole ego trip, you know. And, and I was like, oh. And that, I mean, it was, I, you know, it wasn't that I wasn't nervous after that to talk or speak or anything because there was a few other, like you said, there was like all these other choices that I made and that I, awarenesses that came that allowed my voice to come out more and more over the years. But that was definitely like a pivotal point from going from this, like being terrified to, to, you know, to be in front of a room to like letting go of that self-obsession um, yeah. and really like letting whatever was coming through to come through. Yes. So what would you say, because I, I have my own version of this, but what would you say has, what is that, what has come into your life? What have you received as a result of claiming your voice? Wow, that's an amazing question. And it's like so many things have changed. So one of, so my background is that way before Right Voice for You, I had chronic fatigue syndrome. So I was ill for about six years. And what I noticed when I started with Right Voice for You was that I considered myself well. And, you know, in terms of most people's points of view, I was well. But what's occurred as I've reclaimed my voice? is that my energy just continues to go up and 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 up, which isn't supposed to be possible, and particularly at the age that I am, it's not supposed to be possible that you get more energetic. 
But what I see now is that it takes a lot of energy to hold yourself in, to hold in that expression of you. So that's one of the first things. Another thing that has occurred is that as my voice has changed, as I've been more willing to be heard in the world, my whole life has changed. So I'm now facilitating Right Voice and other classes internationally, and I never had the point of view that I could do that kind of thing. It was like it was something that was totally out of reach for somebody who came from a background like I came from. So it's totally expanded my life and what's possible. And one of the other things I'd like to say is kind of, kind of lighthearted, but tremendously amazing for me. It's like, although it's obviously right voice for you is about the voice, it's also about the body. It's like my, I was very ashamed of my body and very unwilling for people to look at my body. And that's totally changed. I now love dancing and that's brought so much pleasure into my life that I would never have had if I hadn't embarked on this journey of releasing shyness and finding confidence. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Sounds like right voice for you. And I, I would say like in the larger picture, like, like this has been a journey of expression. And it sounds like that's really what, you know, right voice is as well is like, you know, full expression, like body, presence, voice, <laughs> energy, right? Creativity, like just being that channel or that vehicle to let all of us shine, all, all of our whole self shine. Is that, is that fair to say that yeah, that's part absolutely. of the work? I love the way you say that. And actually, you touched on something else, the creativity. And so I, I mean, I've always written a lot. I mean, I was very academic and I was always writing academic texts and things. And nowadays, I find that my expression with writing is very free-flowing and very easy. And that's definitely something that's also come from Right Voice for You. And actually, when you talk about creativity, creating or living our lives and choosing is an act of creation. And I would say that I'm creating my life far more dynamically, far more fun, and far more in line with who I actually am and what I actually desire than I ever knew was possible. So it's like, although it is about the voice, it actually relates to everything in your life. Mm-hmm. Totally. There's something that my... um I have a, a mentor, his name is Jack Barnard, and he was a speaking my first speaking coach as well as a creativity coach. And he used improv as a vehicle for transformation. And and mm-hmm. the cool thing about improv is that it's like you you have to like really it's like he calls it Godspeed, meaning that you go you have to be there and just say what is so fast that it's like you kind of don't let the editor have time to catch up to you, right? It's just like it's just coming out of your mouth kind of a thing. And that was just one of his methods of getting people to that place of like not stopping themselves, right? Not holding themselves back. And something that he used to say that I really, really appreciated, and we can maybe talk about this. We're going to go on just probably a two-minute break here as soon as I'm done speaking this sentence. We'll talk about more when it comes back. I'd like to know your thoughts about it. But he was saying that, you know, everybody's kind of running around looking for what their 
path or purpose is. And he said, it's like, it's kind of like, um, you know, wanting to, wanting to like immediately hop into a marriage kind of a thing, you know, like, where's my husband, you know, when you haven't dated, when you haven't like really experienced and expressed, but his way of saying that was that the, the thing that will lead you to your path in life, like, you know, I know we don't really talk about you and I think differently about the word purpose, but like, you know, the thing that gets us to sort of our life's work and our purpose, our path is that we that you have to express, 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 express. And when you express for a period of time, it develops a sense of your voice. It develops a sense of like who you are, like your style, your and that and that moves into style, which then leads to a sense of, oh wow, this is kind of what what I'm all about. Like I you know, and I I found that to be really true for myself. It's like I taught and 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 um, ran classes and, and did healing work for probably like, I bet you five or six years before I started to see the themes, right? That I was always helping people see new possibilities that, that my messages started to emerge, like the messages that I, that are really close to my heart began to emerge and I began to see them. But we'll talk about that. Uh, when we come back from break, you're listening to Love, Life and All Things Weird with Fiona Cutts and Megan Silito. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Hey, 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 welcome back to Love Life and All Things Weird. We are talking voice with Fiona Cuts today. So excited to have you on. Um, how do you 
how do you feel about kind of that message I just shared about how like you know you doesn't you don't even have to know really like what you're supposed to be doing or anything like that, but if you express if you're willing to express shit will come out of your mouth and it'll <laughs> you'll start to figure out what wants to come out of your mouth. How do you feel about that? It makes me laugh, which normally means that that's true for me. And one of the things we often play with in Right Voice for You is the idea of not being perfect, of just, like you say, just going for it and seeing what happens. And it's amazing when you actually don't know what you're going to say, when you just allow yourself to be and express, as you say, it's often then that you get to the well, the truth of who you are in that moment. And what I experience is that it changes all the time. So we tend to be told, oh, you know, you know your purpose, you speak from that place, and then 10 years later, you're still in that space with that same purpose. And what it appears to be for me is that I start to speak, as you say, from that space of whatever will come out of my mouth, I find out something about me. Maybe that's my purpose for the time being. And then I speak again yeah. and something else emerges. So it's a const something that's constantly changing. So different from what we're taught where there's an end point, it's like, no, who we are, what we desire to express, will always be changing as we change and grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I... I really, like, because there's so many things, like, my business coaches over the years have been, like, pulled their hair out because it's like, Megan, pick one thing. I'm like, uh, oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> P.S. Um, I think what I have noticed, though, like, as many things as I love to, like, talk about, it's like, oh, like, I love to talk about leadership and I love to talk about possibilities and, and, and something, you know, is emerging more for me around looking at the, the idea of choice and creation in, in different ways. And, you know, I love to talk about money and, um, creating that way. And I, I teach expression, like my Live Your Magic events are all about expression, 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 you know, and because that's, how I see, uh, you know, having taught genius work and things like that for years is that expression will will tend to kind of pop open or tap open capacities. So you start talking, and that's why something new can come out of your mouth that you never knew that you that was there because you're tapping a different energy, you're tapping a different capacity within yourself, and that you know expression does that. The one thing that I have noticed though is that, that there's certain there is an overarching theme. Like for me, the overarching theme has been this passion I have for unlocking people's capacities. And and what's cool is that there's a billion different ways to do that. There's a like a like you know, it's like I can do that with money, I can do that with leadership, I can do that with creation, I can do that with entrepreneurship, creativity, you know, all these different areas. But I, and, and it's like, and then I look at, well, what's, what's so cool about capacities? Well, is that, that it, it makes, it brings so many more possibilities to the forefront in people's lives. And so I would say that I've discovered that there are, that, that it's not so much an end point, but there are themes. If I look at what I've been talking about, you know, what I've been teaching about for almost 24 years, it, it's kind of about that. It's like, be you. You know, be you. There's tons of possibilities. You can create your life. Like there's certain themes. Do you notice that for you that there 
it's not necessarily like Fiona cuts, this is your purpose, but do you notice that there are themes if you look at what you've always been expressing? So that's really interesting. I would say since being a Right Voice for You facilitator, one of the things I am passionate about is people having their voice and knowing that their voice matters. And and I don't really see that that was something that I had in my world before because I didn't have my voice at all. So uh -huh. I guess it couldn't have been in my yeah. world. Uh, yeah. But one of the questions that I love to ask is, what if your voice matters in the world? And that's a question that I've been asking maybe for six years of myself and of other people. And it continues to excite me and inspire me and bring different things in. Can you say that question again, Fiona? I'd like uh, to write yes. it in the chat space here. Yeah. What if your voice matters in the world? Mm -hmm. Thank you. What if your voice matters in the world? And it, okay, there's a, there's, um, a question in the chat room here for you that I want to add to this because I think it might, it might bring some more even to that question. But, um, uh, let's see, uh, it's from Marion. She said, do you have anything about expressing yourself in writing as in a messenger chat or something like that? Yes. So, Again, a question. What I love to write before I write, what I love to ask before I write anything is what can the audience hear? What words can I write that the audience can hear? What words can I write that will convey my message to these particular people? And when you ask those types of questions before you start to write, it's almost like a miracle occurs. The words come flowing through without you having to agonize about, is this the right style? Will they be able to hear this? Because when you ask those questions, something occurs and what actually comes out of your typing hands or your pen quill, whatever you're writing with, is actually what they can hear. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I love I love that question because, it, again, it is kind of back to what we talked about, like not being so like self-obsessed, right? <laughs> um, like, oh, no, I, I, I'm scared. I don't know what words to say. I don't know if I'm going to say it right. But it's like that question takes it out of it's about me, right? And into like kind of a what can I contribute? What can they hear? What can, you know, what can – what can come through me that might open a possibility for somebody else. Yes, and I, I love, love that. that. Actually, I love that as well. What can I contribute? And you're right. It takes it totally away from that space of agonizing about the words to, hey, what words actually create more here? So it, it shifts the focus. And when you shift the focus away from you, it's always going to create more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's... It, <clears throat> Ah, like there's something here and, and you probably have like a lot of awareness about this having been a right voice for you facilitator um, is like it seems as though like if I'm making it about me that I'm in some kind of a castle like I'm separate from you right I'm over here and my audience is over there <laughs> right and so there's that distance 
you know, and like it, it takes us out of what I would call communion. And it feels like some of these tools of like, okay, like, hmm, I wonder what they can hear. I wonder what contribution that I can be is like, it takes us out of that capsule and into a space more of oneness. That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the word I had in my head before you said it, communion. And my experience in these classes, because you can use those questions, what can I say that people can hear? And indeed, this is what I asked before I came on, on air here. What can I say that people can hear? So, and I've lost count of the number of times people have said, were you in my head? Because that's exactly what it does. It gives you access to what people require to hear. And so that's when you get that question. How did you know that I wanted to ask that? How did you know that's what I was thinking? And that's what the questions give you access to, actually what's going on for other people, actually what be a, will be a contribution to them. Mm, yeah. And I also, like, kind of what occurred to me was that if I'm tapping the communion or the oneness, like, you know, whatever kind of word you want to use for that, um, am I not tapping the whole of creation, right? It's like that I'm not separating from anything and then I have access to everything. You know, it's like I I know that when I'm teaching a class and I'm like there's this place where there's some way like there's like there's still aspects of like my personality that are there, you know, like I'm being funny or silly or whatever, but like, there's just something that comes through me and like people will ask me all the time, like, what did you just say? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> did anybody write that down? Because it's like, it just comes through. And that's when I feel like I'm literally channeling the universe. Like I'm really like letting the universe come through me as, you know, through my voice, my words, my physical expression in a way that provides a possibility for other people to play in. Um, and so it's like when I'm making it about me, I don't tap the universe. When I'm self-conscious, it's like I'm thinking about, oh, what did, where are my notes? What was I going to say? What were my points? You know, it's like, it's like I, I'm disconnected from consciousness itself in that way. Yes, absolutely. I love the way you talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what if expression was really about, and I don't know, like I'm just making this up right now, Fiona, so we could, pl we could we're going to make some shit up, right? But like, <laughs> what if, what if, um, what if like, I, like me stepping into like, it's not about me, right, is like, I'm accessing the whole of creation and then whoever I'm talking with or, um, you know, in the class and it's like that engagement and then we actually create things that weren't here before and we grow the universe in, in our, in our total possibility of letting things emerge and come through because what we know we know is so tiny compared to what we don't know we don't know does that make sense did that did, did you follow that yes yeah absolutely it, and it's funny to say makes sense it it's um well it's in line with what i know maybe it's, 
is what I would say. And and I, I was just thinking as you were talking, that is what can occur in a right voice for you, Klaus, or in any case of facilitation, there's that space where you're accessing something outside of you that creates more for everybody in the room, including the facilitator. And that can't get created if I'm in the space of, oh, I wonder if I'm doing this correctly. I wonder if I've read this page of the manual correctly. It's like, no, there's something greater than that that comes when you're, when you're in communion with people in the room, when you're in communion with the universe. So, yes, absolutely, I love what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, I think that's when, that's when it's super fun, is like, and I, this is something that I found for myself, because I have learned a long time ago that I'm only ever facilitating myself, (laughs) you know, it doesn't really matter how many people are in the room or the, you know, the client I'm, you know, contributing to in front of me is like, kind of always about me, like, it's not about me, but it kind of is, but I notice that, like, stuff that comes through when I'm teaching, when I'm in facilitating, when I'm in that bigger space, is like um, things I needed to hear. It's almost like the universe talks to me um, through those spaces, and, and it answers questions that I've had. And that's when I started like thinking, you know, I needed to start recording my classes because I could never remember what I said, but there's good shit, you know. So it was uh, I started getting my classes recorded and transcribed and things like that because I found that things would come through that didn't come through any other way when I was willing to be a contribution and I was willing to just express what was coming through. Like it was like the universe was healing me and talking to me through my voice while I gave that possibility to others. I don't know. I think I might have lost Fiona. (laughs) I'm still here. So, Oh, oh, cool. Um, so there was just a, 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 a like it went kind of blank for a minute on my end. So um, I don't know if you tried to say anything, but like, have you noticed that? Have you noticed that sometimes when you're in that, just expressing what is it, you, you, you facilitate yourself while you're facilitating the room? Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. And I guess we we often mirror each other or often the people who come to our classes or our sessions. It's like the people who come to classes aren't by all means all shy, but there's often maybe half the room in the class has experienced or is experiencing some kind of shyness. And yes, so people will always point, or the facilitation, like you say, will always point back to me as well as to other people in the room. And that's a great gift of facilitating. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know it's so magic, isn't it? Yes. So, so um, we have to do one more break, um, and I'd love to just sort of throw out some questions for you to think about while you're on the break. Is like, ah, like could we uh, share a tool um, or two that could help somebody? Um, either start accessing more of their voice or that maybe somebody is like mm, somewhere wherever they are on the journey that they could um, they could increase their potency with their voice 
So let me have you think about that. We'll come back from break, and we'll keep talking about voice. You're listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with Megan and Fiona. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to MeganSolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Hey, 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 welcome back for uh, the last portion of our show today on Love Life and All Things Weird, um, talking to Fiona about voice. And before I hop in to have you answer the question I just asked you, there's been a couple of questions in the chat room, and I'd like to grab them while they're hot. Um, uh, Marion says, is there a tool to draw people in to be an irresistible invitation? Okay, I love the question. And, well, two things pop. One is that you can literally just ask, what words can I say here to be an irresistible invitation to this person? And when you ask an open-ended question like that, you receive some energy. And when you start to talk, you're talking from that energy. So you can become whatever is an irresistible invitation to that person. So that's the first thing that pops. The second thing is to play with um, play with energy, and often when people are presenting, they will push energy. So if you think of the used car salesman, they're like, "I've got this car, and this car is brilliant, and you should take this car, and this and that," and you kind of feel a bit like you want to move away from the salesman. And the opposite of that is to pull energy, and when we're pulling energy, people can become attracted to us. So it's what very charismatic people do. We talk about this a lot, and we often give the example of somebody like Madonna or a lot of politicians are great at pulling energy, and it gets people to the point where they just 
want you <laughs> just from the energy that you're being even before you've opened your mouth and you pull energy by just asking for it so you just say what would it take to pull energy from this person and it starts to occur oh that love that so simple and it's um uh, there's been, <laughs> as you're answering questions, more coming, Fiona, um, which is awesome because, you know, this is like, let's, it, it, you and I can talk about, you know, how powerful it is to claim your voice, but I think um, actually going through the process of, like, having somebody experience that is so wonderful. Um, so Marion says, she goes, that's what stops me. I have a holy horror of sounding sleazy. What would you say to that? I'm laughing because I was very much like that. When I first became a healer, this was before Access Consciousness, I was so scared of being sleazy that I could scarcely say anything because it's like even if I said to somebody, yes, I think energy healing could help you, even that statement I was convinced was being a, sl a sleazy salesperson. So I could scarcely speak about energy healing even though it had pretty much saved my life. So... You, it sounds funny, um, but you can actually ask a question like this. What energy, space, and consciousness can I be to be the sleazy salesperson I truly be? And if when you hear that, you either laugh or you're like, oh, no, it means that there's a lot of energy on it for you, and it's good to ask it. And so when you ask a question like that, some energy comes up, and you can just release the energy. And... What occurs with that is that it gradually takes away your fear of being sleazy. And so you're able to talk. For, so in my case, I was then able to talk more about energy healing. And it reveals who I truly am, which isn't sleazy at all. But at the same time, it's taken away my judgment of being sleazy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was thinking is like, and I, I've done this so many times when I'm, like, trying not to be the used car salesman, how it comes out really wonky because I'm I'm avoiding something. I'm afraid. And so I'm trying to, like, skip around something that I'm afraid is true. And so then I come out sounding, like, kind of like a used car salesman because I'm trying to avoid it, you know. And, like, I love, like, there's, so I had this big fear about it. And, um, and, where it came out the most was like um, when, I don't know if you know this, but like when you speak at events and stuff like that, there's this, what they call the this, this upsell from the stage. And in some events, like how you create, uh, how you monetize it is by selling your products on the back end, right? And they don't actually pay you to speak. And so I sucked at that. My close rate at the back end was crazy. And yet if I could just talk to somebody one-on-one -on -one and tell them the value and the benefits, they'd like sign up right now. But there was something about doing it in front of an audience that would just like, I was, <laughs> I was so bad at it. And, um, I remember like, so I actually just spoke to the audience about my fear. And I just said, you know, not to be a used car salesman, but Hey, I've got this product at the back of the room. And so I went into like a full on like play act of being a sleazy car salesman and people loved it and they went and they bought my shit, you know, because I'm, I was, a I would, I guess like how I would say it now, then I was just 
how I would say it is I was trying to I was trying to presence my own elephant in the room and not try to like pretend it wasn't there, right? And I would say now that I included that energy, I had fun with it, I played with it, and by playing with it, I got my judgment off. So I think that's kind of what you're saying is by running that statement, energy, space, and consciousness can I be to be the sleazy car salesman or whatever, um, you're getting the charge off it so that it's just, you know, it's an energy, it's an energy of invitation that I think got bastardized, right? Like it got bastardized in, in our world of, marketing and sales it's a it's an invitation that went all like agenda and outcome and result and i'm gonna make you buy this car and like all this other stuff but it always starts with an invitation so i love that and i it's funny because this the gal that asked the question said that makes me want to barf when you gave her that tool (laughs) so i I Uh, you may need the clearing then (laughs) (laughs) you may need to then add pot and pock after that yes cool cool i love that i love that there's a couple people in the chat room that are taking on running that a hundred times today so if in the you know anybody listening to this now in the future a double dog dare you to if this is one of your things is you're you're trying not to be to look sleazy when you talk to people or you're trying to enroll people to run that statement and and so that you can be the the all of the invitation because there's some part of the invitation we're not willing to be when we're judging this fear, this sleazy thing, right? There's some some aspect of the energy we're not willing to be. Yes. <laughs> I think we're. I think if things are moving, because she says I need someone to practice being sleazy on. No, she was. And now she wants to go find somebody to be sleazy on. That's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I so love that. Um, so, um, so any other? I mean, I think this kind of goes in the direction of where we were before the break about, like, you know, are there tools that you, um, a tool that you could um, share with the audience about that would help, you know, accelerate their their voice or the potency or open up that expression a little bit more and obviously they can come to I know that you're doing a right voice for you coming up and we um, can talk about that and tell people how they can be part of that but um, what you got what you got for us Fiona yes so this is an amazing clearing that you can run over and over again at different points because it continues to work magic So what are you refusing to say that if you would say it would change everything? Whoa. Holy crap, I can still feel that. Wow. Say that again. Do it again. Yes, here we go. (laughs) Say it again. So what are you refusing to say that if you would say it would change everything? And everything that is times a godzillion, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, only, bush, for to beyond. Wow. I love that because I can see so many applications for that. Like what popped for me was like um, relationship, right? And what is it that we refuse or won't say in relationship that's, <laughs> you know, that's creating blockages and like, what is it that we're not saying to ourselves, right? What am I refusing to say to me? 
what am I refusing to say to my mother that's, <laughs> you know, creating the the no possibilities of that connection or whatever it is, right? It's like, wow, what is it that... Hey, um, that's what you said. Huh? Sorry, I just wanted to pick up on what you said. What am I refusing to say to me? Because I had never seen it in that way but that's brilliant because it leads you to that vulnerability where you can change what's going on for you so I love that yeah. thank you Megan uh-huh. <laughs> yeah you're welcome um, and <laughs> I I'm noticing that we only have about two minutes left and I want to give you some time to talk about your your class coming up and let people know about it yeah, so I have a three-day Right Voice for You class coming up in London the weekend after next, so the 12th, the 13th, and the 14th of July. And so there are various lengths of Right Voice for You class you can do, and the, we have an intro class, a two-hour class, and I've literally had people who felt that they couldn't speak at all be able to speak at the end of two hours. And then they did a three-day class and actually got to all kinds of other things that were going on for them that were masked by them being so shy they felt they couldn't speak. So the three-day is kind of like a big adventure into all kinds of possibilities with the voice. And, yeah, if that sounds fun for you, it's in London next weekend. Fantastic. And will you be uh, live streaming it or... Is there a way? Um, well, actually, we're not live streaming this one. This one is a, a just in London one. Okay, okay. And is there another way that they can, uh, like, do you offer uh, private sessions? Is there a way that they can contact you for more information, or maybe, you know, uh, other things you might be doing? Yes, absolutely. So my website is fionacuts.com. And my email address is Fiona at FionaCups.com. Or my favorite place to hang out is Facebook. So you can just send me a friend request, message me there. And so I'd love to talk about Right Voice for You so I can answer questions. And yes, I do private sessions as well as the classes. Perfect. All right, Fiona. Thank you so much for being on today. What a gift. What a contribution. What amazing questions. You gave us amazing words and tools. Thank you so much. You guys, we'll be back next week. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.